You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing a love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we get into tonight's episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group, Panthers on Tap. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. Wow, Bryson. Um, I mean, they had the bombshell today. Not really a bombshell. Aaron Rodgers holding out, holding out everyone on the Pat McAfee show, not not announcing anything on what he's going to do in the future. Um, it's just it's been an interesting day in the football world. Yeah, it has been. And then, of course, you got your offseason rumors, swirls going around the league of teams calling other teams and teams looking at players in the draft. So uh, got a lot to get into today. Yeah, it should be a good one. I want to start with this and. And this will kind of let go into um, the rumors that have been swirling. Um, but I kind of want to go on the record with this early on. I know it's early. I know there's a lot left, but just kind of want to lay out for folks that listen to us where kind of me and you are at with the QB. So Carolina clearly is not satisfied with Sam Darnold. So I want to get what your take. Um, this is a multiple choice question. So okay. do you want them a to draft a rookie? You don't have to get into who or anything specific. B, take another swing in free agency at a quarterback. Or C, stick with Sam Darnold for another year. And next year, I mean, maybe they'll tank and they'll get some one of the great prospects coming out in next year's draft in 2023. So A, B, or C, what are you taking? Um, so A was draft a rookie, right? Yes, B was free agency, C was Sam. Okay, so I think um, the route I would prefer is A, draft a rookie, and then um, kind of B as well at the same time. Uh, you know, it, it might be them keeping Sam Darnold and the, and the rookie uh, battling with Darnold um, throughout the season for a starting position or um, one of the lower-level quarterbacks that are going to be available, like Marcus Mariota or Mitchell Trubisky or somebody like that. Uh, bring in for competition. Um, I know they already resigned PJ Walker. For some reason, Matt Rule likes him a lot, so um, that's probably unlikely in that scenario. Uh, I, I think what I would prefer is is them to draft a rookie and uh, and then keep him with Sam Darnold. And you know, the rookie might not start first couple of games, but we know how Sam Darnold plays. So I, I would imagine he's going to lose that starting job pretty quickly um, mm -hmm. to the rookie. The, you know, the fans are going to do the usual calling for the rookie in the game and booing Sam Darnold and um, <clears throat> that kind of thing. So uh, I would prefer drafting a rookie, but for me, it depends on what rookie it is because, you know, there's this quarterback's class is, is so bad. <laughs> I mean, to, to put it nicely, uh, there's not a whole lot of talent. And, you know, I was just looking at – before we hopped on here, I was just looking at rankings. Pro Football Focus has Sam Howell as the number one-ranked quarterback in this draft, and they got Kenny Pickett at five. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, the rankings are everywhere in this draft. And uh, for me, it's Malik Willis is my number one. Um, 
I like Kenny Pickett as well, but I think Malik Willis has more potential. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, closer to the draft. But uh, Malik Willis is my favorite. Um, and I think that pairing him with Darnold or behind Darnold for a little while and letting him learn um, would, would be best for him. So uh, definitely A for me. Um, and I'm excited to see what, what uh, you have to say. Yeah, it's I it the, you look at the rankings, it depends what site you're on of where they're mm-hmm. at. I, I mean, I've seen Howell, I've seen Corral up there. I've I mm-hmm. mean, it's all over the place. I I'm a I'm I am so tired of this free agency shit. I really yeah. am. Uh I know the the rumors that have been swirling, there are better options than Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really would have to be the right situation with any of this, but I, I want to go away because it's different. It's something they haven't done yet. Um, and I would just like them to see develop someone if they, if they can do that. And I think there's a couple of guys out there that could be a put potential, but I'll just now, leave it at that. No, no, let me ask you something. Do you think that um, with it being, you know, Matt rules on the hot seat, I don't think that's a, a secret to anybody. Um, do you think that him being on the hot seat, this potentially being his last season, if it doesn't go well, I think even you you can agree with that, that if he fails again this season, you know, his job's oh, yeah. definitely in jeopardy. Uh, do you think that that plays into the role of him drafting a rookie quarterback or and or trading for a veteran quarterback? Yeah, I, it's tough to say. I think I would think so. I would think you'd want to win now if you're yep. – I mean, if I was in his spot, I would want to win now. I want to keep my job. Yeah. Um, but like I've tweeted this out earlier – I don't really know who's – I know Matt Rule. I know in the, his contract it says he's got the final say in things. But I don't know if that has changed. I don't know if – and we'll get into this later, but I don't know if Fitterer or um, Dan Morgan has any other push or play or even Ben McAdoo at this point of yeah. what kind of say they're going to have at this position too. So – it's tough to say. I don't honestly think anyone really knows, but obviously if he's on the hot seat, the guy's going to want to win right now. Anyone, mm-hmm. I, anyone on a team wants it right now, three years is <laughs> you've had enough time. Like yep. it's time to win now. And if it doesn't happen, won't be surprised at all if he's gone. So let's get into the rumors. Cause that has, it's always rumor season at this point always is. It always happens. Twitter has been buzzing. Um, we'll start with Kirk Cousins because that's been probably the biggest thing these last couple days. Uh, latest reports indicate the Panthers have called the Vikings about a potential trade for Kirk Cousins. So we'll start with that. Ian Rappaport today was asked about it on the Mac, uh, Pat McAfee show. And he, what he said from his sources that Minnesota did not leak this. So, um, I don't know where this came out of. I don't know if this was from the Panthers or just someone, a league source that Rappaport. Um, but according to him, the Vikings did not um, put that out there. He also said, and I had tweeted this out on our account, that they, meaning the Vikings and their new coach, really like Kirk Cousins and want to build around him. And Carolina is going to be attached to every single QB name that is possible in free agency this year because they're not satisfied at the position. 
So with all that said, um, what do you like? What do you think about that? What do you think about this report? What do you do you like? Let's start with this. Do you like or hate if Carolina would be interested in the Vikings? Then we can get into the parameters of what you would be willing to give up if you were interested sort of thing. Yeah, I think I would be inter- interested depending on what the parameters of the trade were. Uh, you know, if there was a trade involving sending Sam Darnold to Minnesota and, you know, the Panthers not giving up too much and them taking on some of paying some of his salary because his salary is outrageous, um, then maybe. But I mean, he, you can't deny his numbers. Uh, I got him pulled up here. I mean, last season he threw for uh, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 4,200 yards. And then out of the past eight seasons, he's only had one season under 4,000 passing yards. So, I mean, he's consistent. Um, I think the knock on him is, you know, that he just can't win the big games. He can't win when it, when it matters. Um, but he would definitely be an upgrade at the position for Carolina. I don't think there's any denying that. Um, but, you know, he's, th- he's 34 years old. <clears throat> it would just be another stopgap quarterback, you know, maybe for a longer period of time. But it really doesn't solve the issue of Carolina needing a franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. So, um, you know, I, I think it would it, – it doesn't surprise me that they're, you know, calling around because obviously they need a quarterback. So, of course, they're going to gauge the interest of other teams willing to move their quarterback and kind of just get a baseline of, you know, who costs what. And then I'm sure towards the end of uh, – or, you know, once everything comes together – uh, maybe after the draft or something, they're gonna run the cost of you know value versus of versus asking price, and and as a team make a decision on a quarterback, um, whether that be in the draft or whether that be in free agency. So um, it doesn't surprise me at all that you know that they called. Um, I don't see why they would leak that they called. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure if, you know I'm not sure if the Vikings did didn't leak that or not, but um, but yeah. I uh I think based on the parameters of that trade, um I I might be interested if I'm the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I want to preface this in saying Kirk Cousins is um is an improvement over Sam Darnold. That's not even a question. We both agree with that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Stats prove it. I personally am just tired of this route for this team mm-hmm. and giving away all these picks and in future years and it, and we're in, and the Panthers are in this situation right now. It's when you're a bad team, it's so hard to recruit that because you do need the draft capital. So that's where I struggle with it. And again, I wasn't a fan of the Sam Darnold trade. I didn't, I giving up all those picks is, is right now fucking the team over. So like, this is what happens when you take a swing like that in free agency. And not to mention, you talked about it, a massive contract. I mean, the Panthers, according to our guys at PMP, the the contract, the contract gurus and the guys who get the cap, Carolina would be on the hook of $35 million with Kirk Cousins. That's on top of the 19 mil that they already guaranteed to Sam Darnold. Now, obviously, that could change if Carolina would deal Darnold away. I don't know why the hell the Vikings would want that, (laughs) but (laughs) that, I mean, that could ease up some things. And then you're looking at a $35 million starting quarterback, which if you're looking at all the other ones, wouldn't be terribly, it wouldn't be awful. Um, 
but again, I think, like you said, I think the parameters there um, would would ease the dis- or the opinion from me at least. But mm-hmm. I just I don't like this route for this team. Um, but it's tough to say because we don't really know what we have in these rookie quarterbacks either. So this rookie this rookie QB market is so I don't know if volatile is the right word, but just so you don't know where it's going to head. So. Yeah. That kind of worries me. Um, but again, Kirk Cousins is a definite upgrade. Um, the one thing that concerns me about him, and you can't get Nick picky when you're coming from Sam Darnold, is his playoff record. He's one and three in the playoffs. I'm trying to find the team he beat. Was it the year they went? Was it the year they played the Saints in the yeah. NFC Championship? Yep. Was no, that no, that, or- no, that was Case Keenum. That was Case Keenum. That was the quarterback. Oh, for, was it? The Vikings, okay. yeah. It, I, he, I think – no, Case Keenum was the starting quarterback. I'm, I'm not sure uh, who they beat, actually. Um, and was it when he was with the Washington? Because he was with Washington when they went on. I don't, I don't remember. But anyway, he's one and three in the playoffs. But, again, I'll be on record. I wasn't a big fan of Matthew Stafford last year. I didn't think they should have – I didn't – I wasn't a fan of them going after him. Look what he did. So could this be like the Kirk Cousins of Matthew Stafford of last year? It remains to be seen. I personally think the Vikings like him. I don't think mm-hmm. – is it Kevin O'Connell? Is that right? Yeah. I don't think he – I don't think he went to Minnesota not thinking Kirk was going to be his guy. He coached – he played – or he coached with them in Washington, I believe. He was on that staff. And I think he thinks he can, like any other coach – um, make him a pretty damn good starter and, you know, win some playoff games. So I just, I have a hard time believing the Vikings are going to give him up. I just don't see that happening. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with that. Now, if, when I mean, we talked about this a little bit, just trying to get into this prediction a little bit here. If you said you would be interested on a diff, uh, based on the parameters, what would be that parameter for you? What would be the deal that I'd be like, holy shit, yeah, Carolina better send this in right away and let's ha- make it happen? Well, it would have to involve Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't think there's any way that the trade would work out if Minnesota didn't take Sam Darnold be- because of the contract. So uh, it would have to involve Sam Darnold. And then obviously Carolina would have to entice the Vikings to, to trade um, Cousins. But I agree with you. Uh, I really don't think Minnesota's going to trade, um, but I think it was just them doing their due diligence, Scott Fitter or whoever it was making the call. But, um, you know, I think maybe something like a, the, the picks like they gave up for Sam Darnold, like a second and a fifth or a second and a fourth maybe, um, plus Sam Darnold. The sixth, though, not on the table, right? Oh, hell no. No, okay. I'm, I'm out if they mention the sixth pick. I'm hanging up. Uh, so, yeah, they need that sixth pick, it, whether it to, to be to draft a quarterback or if they trade for a vet, they got to draft a left tackle or a, or offensive lineman. Um, so uh, nobody's touching that six pick. Uh, you know, I think the only quarterback that they're ever, even going to consider um, giving that six pick up for is Deshaun Watson and, you know, that situation. So, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, a second and a fourth or a fifth, I, I think is, is reasonable for, for Kirk Cousins. And would they have to eat more? Cause right now, they have they're they guarantee have to pay cousins. I'm just going off the guys from PMP and what they know more than I do about this shit. I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But they the Vikings, according to them, would have they would have to fit the bill the 15 mil because 
Cousins is 45 mil this year. 15 is a, I believe it's a signing or it's uh, it's either a bonus or a guarantee, whatever the hell it is. And then it's 35 mil would be on um, the cuff for Carolina. Would would you would you want Minnesota to take even more of that 35 than two, or would 35 be enough for you if they deal Sam away? Yeah, I think that would be enough because uh, I mean you, you basically just take off 19 for Sam's contract, and then you're paying you know very low end starter money for Kirk Cousins essentially. So I think them taking uh, Darnold's contract and then accepting not a first round pick, I think that would be enough for me. Gotcha. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this kind of it gets it's the it to me is the resemblance of the Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Situation of last year. He was like the first crack for Carolina at the cube or the uh, free agent quarterbacks. And it almost feels like that this year with Kirk Cousins. We'll see if they can land the big fish. I again, I just I don't see Minnesota wanting to give that up. And I've seen now nah, we're not getting into Derek Carr. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so so that's let, let's leave that there and let's go to Deshaun Watson because he's the one everyone. We talked about it a lot last year, and it's a very uh, complex situation with him and his legal matters and civil cases and all that. And that is still pending right now. I think there was just a development yesterday that this thing could drag out. It might not be over with until the end of, or I mean, towards the beginning of April. So, I mean, this thing could drag out. But there was a report today. It was a pretty big one. Uh, a lot of folks like, well, why aren't why are people not surprised by this? Whatever, whatever. I just think there are a lot of people that are, are trying to remain hopeful that Deshaun Watson is a possibility. Um, but anyway, according to Mike Florio of uh, Pro Football Talk, the Panthers last year would have traded for Deshaun Watson despite the pending legal uh, cases against him. But according to Florio, Watson was not interested in the Panthers, which for me, that tells me, I mean, this is a, this is not happening. It's not going to happen again. It's a report. This did not come from Deshaun Watson's mouth, but I feel like Mike Florio is pretty accurate on a lot of his reporting. But what are your thoughts on that latest development? Cause that, that has been always a rumor in the Panthers Twitter world that you know Deshaun ain't interested for various reasons well whether it's Matt Rule a lame duck coach whether it's um, Cam Newton's relationship and how the Panthers handled his way out whether it's Deshaun doesn't really think this team's that great but what are your thoughts on this latest development from Mike Florio yeah um, I also saw a report I think his name is Aaron Wilson uh, that what I think he was mentioning, you know, the the um, stuff that came out today with his court case and saying that teams are still interested, namely the Carolina Panthers. And that's the only team he listed, um, despite the ongoing court situation. So um, I think that, you know, that may be true. Deshaun Watson wasn't interested last season um, in, in joining the Panthers. But if this continues to be an ongoing situation in court and, you know, if, things getting settled outside of court and, you know, trials going on inside of court. And the Carolina Panthers are the only team that's interested or the only team that's legitimately, you know, making offers. 
I don't know how Watson could sit and not play and going through the prime years of his career and do that instead of playing football. Uh, I, I don't see how a player could do that. But, um, you know, I'm with the way things are playing out and the way that things are settling outside of court. And it, to me, that that just makes me feel like that he's guilty of a lot of the things that these women are accusing him of. And I just really don't feel comfortable trading for Watson. So I would really just prefer for Carolina to get out of the Watson talks altogether and just come out like the Giants owner did and say, we are not trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, I just, I, I would just have a hard time cheering for, for a guy like that. So, um, you know, I, I think if they do trade for a veteran quarterback this offseason, um, like I told you last episode, I, I have a very strong feeling that they are going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't have any intel. I just, it's just like an, an out of world feeling that I have. That the I think you got the intel. <laughs> no, I, no intel, but it, it just, it's just a strange feeling I have, man. I swear, and uh, it, it just reminds me of, of last season with the uh, Darnold trade. So, um, I think Carolina makes a trade for Garoppolo, and they and they might give up more than a lot of people are going to be happy about. Um, I, I mean, I don't even like Garoppolo in the first place uh, as a starter. So, um, as we talked about before, I much prefer the rookie route, but I just have a feeling about Garoppolo. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the Watson situation, if I were the Carolina Panthers, I would just stay away from at this time. I don't think it's a good idea on any front uh, based on the amount that you're going to have to give up that six pick. You're definitely going to have to give up uh, multiple first round picks because I saw other reports saying that the Texans haven't come off their asking price at all that, you know, they want the three first round picks and players. Um, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. If I'm the Panthers GM and the Panthers owner and Matt rule, I'm good. Well, there's definitely heat on the Texans, too. I mean, if teams aren't interested, they're on the hook for $35 million to pay this guy to sit on the bench, which is insane amount. So mm-hmm. that is going to put pressure on them if there's not a lot of suitors out there, which I feel like things are going to change before then, and I'm I'm sure there's going to be a team that pops up that no one was thinking about. So, yeah. I think at this point, I was honestly kind of done with the rumors once. What was it? I think it was October maybe of last year. I know there was a resurgence where Carolina, I thought, ended up sending some or at least some sort of initial offer to or some sort of offer to them. And he ended up or the the Dolphins said they weren't interested at this time. And then everything kind of just fell apart and let's forget about until March of this year. And here we are almost. So I think that I, I I'd really do. I don't think there's any chance he's coming here. I know last year we were talking about it um, a decent amount in the off season, but I just have a hard time with the Florio report. Again, he hasn't li- physically come out and said that himself. And maybe that comes out in a day or two. And he's like, well, that's whatever's been reported is not true because there was a report that the Bucks and someone else were possible spots for him that he would want to go to. And then he came out a day or two later and said, that's not true. So maybe that comes out in the next few days. But again, I think at this point we can put, we can put an end to that. But again, shit, I mean, shit happens. So (laughs) you never know. 
But let's go. I mean, they they, they keep coming, Bryce, and these this shit does not end. Let's go to Robbie Anderson. We'll we'll get off a quarterback here for a little while. Um, but Robbie Anderson is reportedly interested in making a return to the Jets for quote unfinished business. Um. Uh, interesting. It's interesting. And you tweeted last week you'd be open to it. So I want to know, put you on the spot here a little bit, what do you want in return for him if you're open to this Robbie Anderson going back to New York? Well, I want them to obviously take on his contract, which is not looking great right now, um, the extension they gave him. And I think, you know, if you could get a mid-round pick for him, I think that you would take it. You, you'd free up cap space that you need so badly to invest in your offensive line. You drafted a wide receiver in the second round that you didn't use at all last season that has potential to be a starting receiver in the league. You have a, you have a deep wide receiver group. Um, I think every, all Panthers fans know that. I think if you're able to move him for a mid-round pick and get his contract off your books, free up space to invest in other positions, safety or offensive line or whatever it may be, linebacker, you do that in a heartbeat. So I'm – very open to trading for Robbie Anderson if I'm the Carolina Panthers. And I think that they probably will shop him. Uh, the contract is not looking great. I know, you know, quarterback play was awful um, for pretty much all season. And there's really not much Robbie could do with that. But he he did struggle this season with drops, um, yelling on the sideline, throwing tantrums, uh, not showing up to practice and doing things like that. You know, I'm I'm very comfortable trading him if I'm the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think it would be based on what they would get in return. Um, and I don't know how much he would fetch from the Jets. I don't know if they would even want to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm torn on Robbie. There, there are things that you've mentioned that I wasn't a fan of his last year. But I also think he's got potential with a guy who can actually throw him the damn ball. So, and he's proved that with Joe Brady and Teddy Bridgewater two years ago. I mean, we're only two years ago. He was a thousand yard wide receiver, four or five touchdowns. I don't know the exact number, but um, I, I feel like he showed signs. But again, they drafted, they got Terrace Marshall, they got Shai Smith. Are those guys ready to take the leap? I don't know. We'll see this uh, this year, I guess, but. I think Robbie sticks around. I don't see them dealing him. Um, I mean, maybe. I don't know how true this report is. Um, but, I mean, I'm open to it. I wouldn't be torn if it happened. But I think I think he has some value still. And I, I would like to see him with a, with a viable option at QB. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Well, the new year uh, – the new league year and peer – and uh, free agency period begins March 16th. So that's, it's about roughly three weeks away, give or take the Panthers are ready. Um, this happened since our last episode, they signed Frankie Louvu to a two-year extension, which thank goodness. I love yeah. him. Everyone loves them. Some Frankie Louvu. Um, so just based off of that, who would you like them to sign or resign, I should say, before this March 16th, because they have they have until that point to get some of these guys 
under contract, and I sure as hell hope they do. I'll just go through some of the guys I would like to see back, and then we can go to you. I'd like to see Amir Abdullah back. I think they do bring him back. He added a spark on this offense, and uh, it seemed like some sort of energy that was lacking last year. Um, this might be a surprise, but I feel like it will happen. We'll see. I think they do bring back Jermaine Carter cheap as depth. I don't think he's going to have as big as a role as he did last year, but I feel like they can get him cheap enough where it's not going to cost them a lot to at least bring him back. I could see them doing that. I think um, my kind of my wish list is Stefan Gilmore. I think they they and that this is a big this is a big talker, but is it going to be Dante Jackson or Stephon Gilmore? And I think all signs point they can't keep both. I think they let Dante test test the market and bring Stephon back because he's a veteran. Guy made the Pro Bowl last year, not even playing a whole season. Is a lockdown corner and has been vital, I think, to these young secondary. Um, I, th- I would like to see them bring back Marquise Haynes. I think he's a good rotational player, but I could see him getting snagged if they do not go the Hassan Reddick route. Um, I'd like to see Daquan Jones back as well. I thought he was a I thought he added some depth um, at the D tackle position. Um, Reddick, again, I think Reddick and Marquise Haynes is going to be. Um, could be something because I could see Haynes going to Buffalo or Washington. I feel like that's a likely spot if he doesn't come to Carolina. Um, but Re- I, I think Reddick, I like him. I if if they can bring back Reddick and Gilmore, which I think they could bring back both of them. We'll see. You can maybe argue with me on that one, but I do like Reddick. Um, I think they bring back Ian Thomas. I know a lot of fans. I just I feel like he had some sort of value to that tight end room. And I think they bring back your buddy Brandon Zilstra as just depth. Um, he's he was great on special teams. He was great in situations last year at wide receiver, fourth down catches, some key catches and some key situations. Now, why you wouldn't bring him back, he's gonna be cheap. And I don't even want to talk about the offensive line because it's got awful. So <laughs> let's just leave it at, you know, we can talk about that. I forgot about one guy. I'm sorry. This is, and I love this guy, Zane Gonzalez. They better lock his ass up. Yeah. That's I love me Zane Gonzalez. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go to you. What do you think? I, there's a couple of guys I missed in there. Uh, Cam Newton's a big one. We can talk about him too, but go ahead. Yeah, I think if if they go the route of of C on your first question you asked me of uh, staying with Sam Darnold, I think bringing back Cam um, is something that would be important for that quarterback room. And I think even drafting a rookie and bringing back Cam and then getting rid of Darnold somehow would be better. But uh, but I I really don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, I think I like Abdullah. I, I hope they bring him back. I'll pass on Jermaine Carter. Carter, um, very disappointing season. What? You Very disappointing. Him. I know. Uh, extremely let me down. Um, I thought he was in store for a big season, but not even awful. for depth. Though I know he's like an obvious cut. Everyone's like, "Yeah, let's get rid of him." But 
I feel like for depth, they might try to keep him around. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. He, Maybe he's I mean, fetching more than I'm thinking, but. He just wasn't great at anything. And I just would rather not, not him not be on my team, really. Uh, Justin Burris, I think, might come back if they can get him cheap. I thought he played decently well um, throughout the season. So I think that, you know, he might be an option. Um, if I if I had to choose between Gilmore and Dante Jackson, I'm choosing Gilmore 10 times out of 10 if I'm Carolina. But there's going to be a lot of teams interested in Stephon Gilmore if they can't get him before the yeah. agency opens up. So, I mean, you got the Cardinals who, who need a corner bad. The Vikings need a corner bad. Like, there's a lot of teams that could use the Packers if, you know, if uh, they get Rodgers to say, like, the there's a lot of teams that could use Gilmore services. And um, I think that, you know, if, it, if it's free range – you're not getting Gilmore back and you might not even get Dante Jackson back either because, you know, quarterbacks are really, it's hard, it's hard to find a, a good one. And I think Dante Jackson is a good cornerback, but I just, I prefer Gilmore um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over Jackson. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, you got to lock him up. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the best kickers in the league last season came, came out of nowhere to Carolina and just shirt up a position for, for them, the best kicker that we've had in a long time. So bring him back on a, 10-year deal, whatever that he wants paid, pay it to him. Uh, Daquan Jones was good uh, in the run game, I thought. He was a good veteran presence for that locker room, uh, especially for the defensive tackle group. So, if they could bring him back cheap, sure. Um, Frankie Louvu was one of my biggest ones that I wanted them to bring back, so I'm glad they did that. Uh, I think that, you know, he might be coming back in more of a uh, – in, in a bigger role this season. They signed him to a pretty, pretty decently-sized contract um, to – I know higher than most special team strictly players make. So I think yeah. that, that he could be coming back into more of a, a bigger role for Carolina. And he, I think he's earned it. Uh, I, I don't know why he, had, he didn't get more playing time at the end of the season. So um, throw him in there into uh, Jermaine Carter's position and, and see how he does. Um, you know, Paradis, Matt Paradis, he was better. He, you know, he, he was better than Elfline for sure. Um, better than any other center we had, Tecklenburg. Um, I'm not sure how much money that he's going to draw on free agent. If they can bring him back cheap, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I thought he played decent until he got injured last season. So um, Hassan Reddick, I think that he's pretty much gone out of Carolina. He's going to draw a lot of money. Carolina just doesn't have it at, at this time. So pretty sure he's we're going to lose him in free agency. Mm-hmm. And then – like you mentioned, Ian Thomas, I think that they do bring him back. He's a he's a good blocking tight end, just doesn't do a whole lot of anything else. So uh, I think that they like Ian Thomas in Carolina. And then Zilstra absolutely bring him back because he's got – you know, he, he's shown flashes of being a good receiver in the league. And especially if you're trading Robbie, I think Zilstra they, – they use Zilstra quite a bit um, before he got injured. So I think that they bring Zilstra back and use him in a pretty prominent role in this offense. So – um, we'll see how things work out for Carolina. What? Obviously, you want to have room to sign other free agents that aren't on your team. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think most of these guys are gone, honestly. Uh, most of them are. Um, I think they focus on getting Zane back. I think they, they try to get Gilmore or Jackson back, and the rest are really up in the air at that point. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I would – going – wanted to ask you this. If they brought one of them back, who would you rather have, John Miller or Trent Scott? <laughs> I know that. I know you. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably Trent Scott uh, because John Miller is the worst player in the league. Um, 
sucks at everything that he does. So, um, John Miller, if you're listening to this, fuck you. You suck. Uh, don't play on my team next season. Damn. All right. I'm not even going to answer. <laughs> I'm leaving it there. <laughs> I think Justin Burris and Sean Chandler, we didn't mention Sean. I don't think Sean makes the squad this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think Burris is going to be contingent on what they do at safety. If they go out and get a guy, obviously I don't think they bring him back. But mm-hmm. if they don't, I could see them going that route and bring re-signing him. Alex Erickson, another one. I know. I know your thoughts on him. Um, yeah, he's just yeah. I mean, he, he's he not can a catch, receiver. He can re, he can uh, catch the ball as returner. He just doesn't return the ball. Yeah, he just doesn't do anything else. It doesn't matter if he's the only guy on the field him and the punter, he's going to call a fair catch. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't – I don't think he muffed really any punts this season, but – which is good in terms for Carolina because they've struggled with the issues that punt return for a long time, especially under Ron Rivera. So, um, that part's nice. But, you know, you like to have somebody that can flip the field position for you. And, you know, I feel like teams find these guys in late rounds like the Saints did with uh, – uh, oh, God, who's their fast little receiver? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, he was like their number one receiver this year because of uh, who? What are you talking about? The uh, the Saints receiver, that little guy that's super fast, Smith. No, no. Uh, but I've, teams find players like that all the time, like in late rounds or just get you a small little receiver that's extremely fast. Callaway. And... Nope, not Callaway. Harris. Yes, Deontay Harris. Yeah, yep. Harris. Harris. Deontay Harris. Um, like, and even like Tom Lee Lewis. Uh, I think that he was a Panther for a little bit, but. Um, you can find these players. Like you don't have to settle for somebody to just catch the ball back there. And teams what about like, Rashad Melvin? We didn't talk about him. What about him? You think he's, you think he's gone? I, I think that depends on what happens with Dante Jackson and Gilmore. I think that they'll bring Melvin back if they can't get either of those two. But um, I think they're gonna. Well, shit, they better get someone back. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you got to remember young quarterback room. They got J.C. Horn coming back. They got. Uh, oh my God, I forgot his name. <laughs> The uh the fifth rounder this year, Kenny, <laughs> right? Kenny uh, something. I I can't remember honestly. It's I've I've kind of taken my mind off football, focused on hockey recently. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be a young room, absolutely. But I think that you know, if they lost both Dante Jackson and Gilmore, um, God forbid, then they would bring back Melvin or get another veteran, low wage uh corner in the league, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Melvin is a possibility depending on the way things play out. Yeah. I feel like Matt rule loved Melvin. He did this past he, he, year. Yeah. He, he talked about Melvin a lot. Mm-hmm. So I got to find this guy's name. I can't believe, um, Kenny Robinson. No, that's the safety. No? That's the safety. Key Taylor. That's Key it. Taylor. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. something with a K. Yeah. Key Taylor. Key Taylor. That's it. But, Kenny Robinson played really well to end the season. I think that he's going to have a prominent role in the defense next year. Yeah, and it's tough to say if they'll go out and get – I mean, they might even draft someone too. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah I, I could see Melvin coming back. Even if they get Gilmore, I could see him coming back or Dante. It'll be interesting because we both – I feel like majority of fans on Twitter at least I've seen want Gilmore and over, over Dante. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens in really these next two two and a half weeks. I mean, just imagine a JC Horn and Gilmore pairing at corner. Like, 
your number one and number two are going to have a rough day coming to Carolina playing those two. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would definitely feel more confident in that than I would Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn just because. I mean, but you have the Dante. longevity of Dante. He's young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's but... good and he's young. Does but he ever play a whole season? That's the problem too. Gilmore's elite and he's older. Yeah. Um, Gilmore but corners fall off. Corners also fall off as they hit that 33, 34 age where he's at. But again, I like, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I want Gilmore back too. I, I just think it's interesting because there's not a lot of fans that want to see Dante back. And, and, and one of the guys I talk with on Twitter, uh, I think he's with four man rush. He's friends with, uh, one of Gilmore's best friends. And according to him, he said that Gilmore wants to stay in Carolina if they'll have him, and that he it likes, seems like it. Yeah, that he, that he likes it here, and he likes Matt Rule, and that he that he wants to stay in Carolina. So if they can make that work, I think that they will. But um, like I said, I think that I think that if he reaches free agency and it's you know a free yeah, it's going to be extremely him. hard for Carolina to keep him. So yeah, I think they need to lock him up before that's that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. Um. And the Hassan thing, it's it seems like that's it. The reality is, is he ain't gonna be back. But that's an. I mean, you're losing a 11, 12 sack guy. That's that's not easy to make up. Yeah, it's, that's gonna be tough to do. So, absolutely. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of tough decisions to make these next couple of weeks with the Panthers. Well, let's go to the combine. Let's keep this thing rolling. That starts next week. So. And it seems like this boycott thing isn't going anywhere. They're going to be there. It's all going to go on as planned from what everything I've been seeing in reports. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to the most with the combine? Player, um, uh, a drill, what? I'm looking forward to Kenny Pickett's hand size being measured. <laughs> I think everyone is. Yeah. Uh, see what that is. Uh, see what's going on there. I know he wears two gloves for a reason. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the measurables, obviously, um, you know, verticals, uh, what tackles perform best on the bench and, um, quarterback drills, throwing them, throwing the balls and rolling out of the pocket. Um, you know, it's really, is just an enjoyable process. And then obviously like 40 times for the receivers and running backs and even quarterbacks, cause you know, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis are both very mobile quarterbacks. Um, Malik Willis is a step above Kenny Pickett, obviously, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they time at um, 40 wise and um, even other quarterbacks like Corral and Carson Strong and Sam Howell. Sam Howell had a thousand yards rushing this season in, in uh, college football. So he's a runner as well. So it, it'll be interesting to uh, see how it all plays out and, and who rises up and who drops because of their combine performance. And um, it's an exciting time because, you know, you feel like football is getting closer and closer and closer, but it's still so far away. So uh, I, I'm just excited for the whole process in general. Yeah, I am too. Um, I mean, I think the biggest talker is going to be the hand size really out of anything, which is, yeah. which is ridiculous, but that's just the way it works in the NFL. There's always something every year. So yeah, I'm curious to see. I know he's got that double jointed thumb and he's been doing yeah. exercises to extend his reach with his hand. I don't know how that works, but apparently <laughs> I was reading something somewhere where 
I don't know if it was the last time he his hands were measured, but the belief is is there were eight and a quarter, which is very small. I think the that, the, the threshold is nine. Yeah, his were coming in at eight and a quarter, or that was the rumor. But apparently, with what these what he's been doing with these stretches, it could it could put him at least eight and a half or more from where he's at. So I'm curious to see how close he gets to nine, but I, I think there is belief that there is no way he's getting to nine. Like that's not happening, but I'm curious to see how below he is with that. And, and if he's at eight and a quarter, I think that would be the smallest hands measured in NFL combine history for a quarterback. So, um, and I think it's different than like arm length for tackles. Hand size does matter for quarterbacks. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's really an argument. I mean, just look at Kyle Allen, like Kyle Allen, we saw in Carolina. It matters when you get tackled, um, when you're a quarterback, you're holding onto the ball with one hand. Um, it matters matters in cold weather when your hands are small and you're throwing a big football. You know, the grip on the ball, it it does matter. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it will be interesting to see what his hands come in at and and to see how, what how that plays a role in his draft stock. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. The measurables. I mean, coaches get crazy with it. Um, I feel like if you put on the tape, you can see the guy can throw. I get it. The football's bigger in the NFL. I understand that. But he did throw at Pittsburgh in the cold, that shitty weather. He's throwing in the rain, too. So it'll be interesting. I'm cur- I'm, I think everyone is waiting to see what that is. I'm, I'm curious to see, for us, the tackle position, what their arm lengths come in at because we know Matt rule is huge on that. And he is going to have a say in that. And these tackles, you know, the top three premier guys, it'll be interesting to see where they come in and where some of these other linemen come in across the board, especially as we go into the later rounds, because I'm sure Carolina is going to go heavy on the offensive line and in the draft, even if they go in free agency as well. So, That'll be fun to see. 40 times are always always fun to watch. Um, Matt Corral, is he, is he throwing at the combine? Will this be? So. so this will be yeah. the first time we're seeing him since the season ended. Because yeah, he didn't I, he didn't go at the at the senior bowl. So that'll be I'll be interested to see that because you're throwing with guys that are not your teammates. So it's different mm-hmm. than your pro days. So that'll be fun. And just to see, you know, arm arm strength too, because that's really where those guys they'll, they'll air it out too. So that'll be fun to watch that a little bit too. Um, but it's so hard to put so much stock in the combine. It's, it really yeah. is. I, I feel like the tape doesn't lie. Your pro and days I, are very scripted because you're, yeah. you're throwing with your own guys. I mean, so yeah, I mean that, that, the, the coaches tough. have a list and telling you what throw to make and when to make it. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think that, Carolina could be in a really tricky position at six because if you're sitting there and the top tackles are off the board, like, you know, three tackles go in front of you, which could very possibly happen um, with the teams in front of us. And you're not really sold on any of these quarterbacks. Can you pick his hand size come in small or whatever it may be? And, you know, he slips in the draft stock. Carolina could be sitting there looking at best player available. Um, and, and taking best player available. Um, yeah, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> yeah. And rolling with Sam Darnold again, you know, your C option and taking a corner or taking 
you know, because if you got three tackles off the board already, there's a, there's I don't a pretty see large... that happening though. You see that I don't see that happening. Two or three, yeah, absolutely. So the first pick, I think two. I think there's going to be one of the top three in there. I do. I think one's going to fall to them. So I I think that the first pick is going to be a tackle. I think the second pick is going to be a tackle, and I think that the is it the Giants. And I think it's the Giants. The Giants, it could be a tackle. Um, so it it's really, tough. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't fall that way. But like, if you're sitting there with the fourth pick and you're going to take, or the sixth pick and you're going to take the fourth best tackle in the draft, who is you know the 30th or 40th ranked player in the draft, like why? I don't think that you know that's really smart. No, I think um, at that point they trade back. I did. I think one of the three is going to be there. I would hope so. You got and some I, of those top DN prospects, Hutchinson. Um, yeah, Thibodeau. Uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't see. I mean, maybe those guys just slip and slip. Yeah, which would be kind of crazy. But I mean, hell, they might slip to six, and Carolina might take one of them. You, you never know. But <laughs> yeah, um, but I really. I mean, to sum it up, I really, I really think if Kenny Pickett's there at six, I, I think that they have a hard time passing on Kenny Pickett just because of his history with Matt Rule, his history with um, being a Pittsburgh quarterback, quarterback, and David Tepper being a booster for their program, mm-hmm. and liking Kenny Pickett. Um, so I think that that's their guy at six right now. I really do think. Yeah, that. no, I was. I don't know if you listened to this at all, but I listened to Joe Person yesterday on Four Man Rush, and. The sense he's getting, and Joe is, you know, Joe, Joe's got good sources. And um, just from his sense, he thinks the route they're going to go, and we, we'll talk about this way more in the next couple of weeks too, but they're going to get a, a lower free agent at QB, like your Garoppolo, like your um, Trubisky. God, hopefully not. But, and then they're going to get, the premier left tackle at six, and that's the route they're going to go. That's what that's what he is predicting at this point, or what the sense he's getting from, just from what he believes. So that's, I could see that. I really, I do, I really hope they get a rookie QB, but they they do need all offensive line too. And I hate this because at the end of the year, my thinking was on this: no. Get the fucking offense alignment at six. I don't care who the hell is out there at quarterback. Get the alignment at six. But as you you start to watch it, it just it, every year it happens this way where you fall in love with someone or you get a couple of guys and you're like, man, what could this be for this team? And that's where it's just it's so unknown. It's fun talking about because it's it's all just predicting shit. But I really would like them to get some sort of rookie QB this year. And maybe they do. Maybe it's they do get the left tackle at six and they go after one of these other guys, Matt Corral, Sam Howell in the second round. Or they don't have a second rounder, but I think that's going to change. I really do. I don't don't even think they have to trade back to gain that second day pick. I think they'll use future picks to get Mm -hmm. it back. I, I, I do not see them sitting around not having a second or third round pick in this. Yeah, if, if Matt Rose on the hot seat, no he, he, he doesn't care about future draft picks right now. And and I don't think Fitterer really is worried about that as much either. So I think that if 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 they do take a tackle at in you know at six and one of those quarterbacks, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Carson Strong or uh Malik Willis slip um into the second round, I think I could absolutely see Carolina trading up and and taking them. So 
yeah, it's <laughs> these next couple of weeks are going to be, and this was a quote from Scott Fitter. This was at the senior bowl. He said, and I was just reading this before on Darren dance article that he put out today. And it was tight. The headline was reports about QBs, not the new for Panthers. All right. But in here, he said I this earlier drinking during the senior bowl, but that is very he said, we were fortunate um, in Seattle to get it is Russell called Ginger's Revenge. Round. That might be the ideal flavor. way to do it. It is a ginger beer, uh, 4.5%. I thought that was interesting. It is out of Asheville, um, North Carolina. That quote. Uh, it is brewed and bottled that at Ginger's Revenge. So maybe they go after someone in a later uh, round. Tart cranberry oh, with a festive blend of Who knows? Of it's so hard to read herbs. right now. Sticking with the combine, though, just one very last gingery, note. Um, very spicy. Discuss because I thought, uh, but I, you thought know, it was it does interesting. Have to I don't know if you saw this. So this came out within the last I like ginger ale a lot. But Matt Rule will not be available for interviews at the combine. It's uh, only going to be. It's not Scott terrible. Or um, I definitely to couldn't drink March more than one. That's um, if I'm partying, I'm not drinking these at all. But, which is interesting. Uh, you know, just sitting here while we we're <laughs> there talking. There is sports, so much speculation okay. you can put um, on this. If you like, is Matt Rule not much involved more anymore? Than I do. Why um, isn't he talking? Give it a try and see what you he, think. He's, he's I got this at Booze Market to here in Winston-Salem. So, so um, what do you? What's your thoughts on setup and like? Yeah, he's one of only five coaches to not be available as of right now for the media. And the other five coaches you know, are eyes open and see when prominent head coaches and, and go sample it if that, you want. Yeah, um, for any old, give it a shot. Coach, or good um, coaches. Yeah, it's like Mike. Yeah, Tomlin, I was trying to look Belichick, this uh, county up while you were talking because um, I don't even know how this is. And I'm, uh, they're you know, prominent. Um, I think Matt Rule should have to change the name of this podcast. Combine. Panthers uncorked how many wine, to, wine bottles um, I'm drinking. But yeah, you know, for real. It is what it is. If we're back on, talking, on the wine. We're Scott back Fitter on the wine boat again. Um, Scott Fitter um, is smarter in my opinion, one, anyways. It, and wine just you'll get so more cheap. out of him. And, and it's easy um, to buy several you know, wine bottles you know, are. That's why I always do scout wise, scouting um, wise. Sometimes um, I don't Scott have time Fitter, to go run to the store and get a six pack of some special beer for 15 bucks. I think that it just really shows. But I'm drinking. I think he's scared. This is a white. I, I don't know if it's from, that he doesn't have a say in. I looked this up in the Duplin process because I think, I don't that's, think that's true. I, I think that, that's why he's here. According to Google, um, maybe I'm saying that wrong. But to, Duplin to show um, what he can do. Right. But what? Right. I just I just right. think he prefer, he would prefer not to because um, he knows he's going to have to answer. But yeah, it's a white sangria. This is Arnold trade and how it looks bad and why they give him the. Fifth year oh, option. So show me the bottle. Guarantee. Show, show me the bottle. You no, know, he's just going to get those questions again. He probably just doesn't want to talk about it. So yeah, I think you're right. Um, it is what right. it is. I would prefer. According to the pronunciation, it's um, it's at the combine. And, so I'm going know, with it. Uh, and that was according to the Daily Tar Heel. You know, in their pronunciation. So we're going to go with it. But this is the winery of the South in Carolina. So it says our sangria combines a splash of sweet citrus. Yeah, I've delicious always southern grown grapes. I would say majority of the time it's come to Matt Rule's over ice and with your favorite fruits. with a lot it's of really things, good. but this pisses me off. Again, they I make a lot bullshit. of muscadine. Wine. I don't care this, what the reason is for it. I think I we as fans want to hear a lot. From I think guys. all their wine. We don't hear from them very often. And again, this one is and these are like the only three, four times we get to hear from them until summer porch, which really training camp. So there you go. The end of the year presser. But go give this one a try. Your bowl if they're there. Oh, it's a little bit less. It's 10% um, alcohol. I think the combine one I had was 12. And yeah, it's a good one. Pre-draft pressers. That's four. In North and South Carolina, I'm sure. So, and that one, a try. That's the white sangria from 
Duplin Winery. And we didn't really even get a, uh, well, I think a, that's an actual do presser from Scott Fitter, which I'm not a fan of either at tap. this We just want to thank everyone I don't like the articles. In. I want to, you, you gain a lot from facial expressions, shit like that in an interview. It's not just Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers And you can read people that way. Breaking news. I mean, Hopefully I get it. These guys aren't revealing much during this process. You still like draft. Yeah, this team has been shit. I think, I, we did okay. a draft. We want to know what the hell is going year. on. We'll do and we want to get a sense of how so they're feeling. So that, that, that annoys the shit out of me. But because yeah. we don't get to Until hear from next these guys time, enough, as always, the way it is. And then this is being taken in. I don't know the reasoning. Hopefully we'll find out. I'm sure Scott will be asked about it. I hope. I hope. This is I hope any of the reporters that are listening. Ask Scott why the hell Matt Rule isn't doing an interview at the combine. Because it, I would love to know. But yeah, I I do not agree with that at all. And I'm part of the media, so that just annoys the shit out of me in general. Anyway, no matter who you are, you should have to answer to the questions. You're getting paid $60, 70000000 million. That's part of your job. You have to do answer. a fucking interview. You have to <laughs> answer tough questions. So. Yep. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it on a frustration, <laughs> but um, without getting into too many details, uh, this is a tease for folks. I'm not, we're not saying who, but we got some, we have some pretty good guests lined up. I know you're maybe getting tired of listening to me and Bryce every week. We got some good, good guests lined up these next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be some good ones um, coming up with this combine and leading up into the draft and free agency. So stick around for that. Let's get now to our draft picks of the week. 